Hello and welcome to Create Expectations. I'm Tom Doom Boom Kennedy, joined by Dan from the Swamp Lozier, Matt Skinny Ape Carvalho, and Chris Supercell Palumbo. Gentlemen, this is our final, this is a bittersweet moment. It's our last episode of 2023. And as always, we'll be diving into our albums of the year, our picks for our, our favourite albums of the year, our biggest vintage pickups from the year, and our biggest contemporary pickups from the year. This is, after all, a podcast for record collectors. Before we jump into everyone's picks, real quick recap on the year that was. 15 episodes, including 12 vinyl challenge episodes covering 44 albums and six dec- decades of supergroup action. Amazing. Plus two digging, spinning gigans, and an epic introduce yourself. Whole lot of music covered over the course of 2023. And today we're wrapping it all up, diving into our favorite albums of 2023. One last time, let's chat about that beautiful black slab of wax we like to call vinyls for all our fans in r slash vinyl jerk. Dan, I want you to kick us off. What was your album of the year? Okay, so this year, honestly, I feel like there was so much good music, and I hate that. I kind of hate that we record this episode in November because I think there's still a lot of good music to listen to, and I, I actually don't think I have a definitive pick because as I was researching for this episode, I have since found some amazing releases in 2023 that I I would easily put in my top five, but it's always going to be the case. Always for me, like the album that I wanted to pick had to have staying power for the year. Um, And the way that I listen to music generally is I I love a front to back album. I'm not much of a playlist person. Uh, So the album has to kind of, I have to allow myself to be able to like listen from front to back and feel satisfied by it. So I gave you guys kind of my top two, and it was between uh, Cracker Island by the Gorillas. That came out at the start of the year, and as soon as I heard it, it was an instant classic for me. And I listened to that as like a as a as a hype album in my car on a daily basis. And then I heard Space Heavy by King Cruel in the summer, and that's the album that I'm going with. It's the one that just, to me, feels like a full album. Like when you listen to Cracker Island, yeah, it's a great album, but it's it's a hit factory. Like it's just hit after hit yeah. after hit after hit, which I love about the album. As a full piece, it definitely p- plays on a lot of similar themes and and plays as a whole album because it. I think definitely, I think front yeah. to back, it's flawless. But Space Heavy to me just had so much newness to it. It hits on a lot of genres that I love, like jazz and had a bit of hip hop and like some dream pop and some new wave. It just hits on so many different things. I just find as a body of work, it it, it hits so well as an album. And uh, I discovered King Cruel this year who, uh, you know, was never on my radar before. So mm. he- Space Heavy by King Cruel, guys, is, that's that's it for me this year. Nice. Fair, yeah. Fair I, I knew as soon as you posted that one it's between those two. 
I I was like, oh, I know which one he's going with because you started talking. I thought he was going gorillas. I really, eh? It was a hard. It was a really yeah. hard pick, honestly. Like when I, even even when I say it, it's hard for me to to say like it's definitively number one. It's like a. Like Matt always says, it's a one A or one B. B uh, yeah, I just thought as soon as you, as soon as you're like, no, no, listen to it, don't skip, listen to it, front to back. You have to listen to it front to back. It's, it's you need to do it. You need to do it. I was like, okay, he's going with this one, and I get, I get why. But I, I also picked yeah. up Dan's point on that was to me, Space Heavy is yes. a concept album. It, it is a, it's a really consistent theme throughout, and there's like a recurrence of melodic themes throughout. Like oh, yeah. it's subtle, but you hear it along the way. Lyrically, it's consistent. Like it's pretty grim, I would say, and introspective. It's dark. Yeah. yeah it's, I th- and like you can't listen to one track on that and be like, oh, yeah, I know King Crawl. Like you got to listen to that whole album. Yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure because I know, Chris, Chris, you're, you're more of, you are a, a playlist kind of guy and you like to, like whatever's on is kind of the vibe. And as soon as you said, like you listen to the, playlist of our top oh. albums on shuffle i was like oh no <laughs> that is because like all the different bands all over but that was a, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear space heavy song and go what the <laughs> hell is this no it just was that was because in the car where i'm taking the other car which doesn't have a fancy screen it's just i just got bluetooth for it like an adapter so i click my phone and then i throw it in like the passenger seat and I had it on shuffle. It wasn't supposed to be on shuffle, and it was. And I was like, mm. "Oh, this is this is in, this is god awful." I loved it. Like it was, <laughs> it was hectic and all over the place. I was like, "This is a playlist that doesn't this yeah, is god doesn't work at all." Chris, it was I, Chris, Chris, honestly, like I'm yeah. the most curious to hear your opinion on the album. Like I couldn't, and I was telling this to Tom yesterday. I, I, I couldn't get into it and I, I felt really like bad. I just looked at him and was like, I don't, I can't do it. I just can't. And, and it's, it, I think it was too dark, too dark of themes for what I was kind of feeling in the, in the moments, especially with like that pump up gorillas album, right. That you, that yeah. were, and I was like, Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it was, it was this one. And I was like, I, I couldn't, and I'm going to be, I never made it all the way through. Every time I, I stopped, I had to stop and take breaks because of how heavy I felt that. Like where, where, where did you stop? Where's the uh, furthest you got I got to, to, and I'm pulling it up right now because I think I got to song six. Uh, empty stomach. So what is that? What? Yeah. So One, I, two, so three, I, four, I, five, I, six. I, yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like it's it's probably different than what you're normally listening yes. to. But you missed the three songs that I think were in my songs Ugh, of the year. And I'm sorry. And it, it on the album. And it, so it, that's why I said you you need to try to listen to the whole yeah. thing. And because there's there's some gold on the album. Okay, and it's on there. I, I have it starred. Like it's not just it's not just uh sitting in my library. It's on there to be like, no, this is something when you're in the mindset. It's something you need to go back to. And I think that's important as well, right? Because when depends on the yeah. we talk about that a lot. I I I'm really love the album of the year and just this podcast in general for the new music that it offers me and the new perspectives that it offers me on music. And King Crawl is a name I've been aware of. I know like for years, I know I've I've known that he's a bit out there and funky. I know that he's got his roots in blues. That that's kind of if you stripped everything back, that's where he is. When I listen, this is not an album I would have sought out 
It's not an album I would have said, I want to sit down and listen to that. I listened to it on a dreary fall day on an hour-long walk, start to finish, and my first instinct was, this is mm. punk. This guy is punk. Yeah. Not in the traditional sense, but he is a punk. Oh, yeah. And if and the layers on this thing, but also the simplicity of it, it I thought it was beautiful, like grim and beautiful. Yeah, he, he, called, and so, he calls it jazz punk. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. I, I, I like... It's not something I would try to listen to every week, but it is something that I'm going to come back to. Yeah. I know it because it's too unique not to listen to and appreciate and find new elements of. And lyrically, he makes me yeah. laugh. Oh, like, yeah, it's his lyrics are his so His lines, absurd. like, when if I die, just throw me in yeah. the trash. Like, <laughs> you can't, I just chuckle when I'm listening to him. I, uh, yeah, I, um, thank you for... For bringing this to our attention, Dan. Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you thought about it. I'm kind of echoing a lot of the sentiment of, but actually a combination of Chris and Tom here, but more along the side of Chris. Because I remember listening to his debut album and it was a struggle to get through. Again, very dark. And th- like this album is obviously different. There's been progression for oh, yeah. sure. But again, I, I feel like this was one for me I have to go back to. Because yeah. for a lot of the same re- reasons both of them have mentioned already, like I feel like got to be in the right set of mind, maybe the right setting like Tom had mentioned. Um, it's very unique though. And because you've made it the album of the year, I, I know I have to go back and give it a you second guys, listen. You guys to see, have hey, to yeah. because it took, it took me four or five listens, right? honestly. Uh, and, okay. and, and Fair enough. What I love about this kind of music are the layers. And it's I understand they're not normal it's not normal song composition it's it's i when it when when he describes it as jazz punk i understand that a lot like yeah sometimes if if you're not in the right frame of mind to listen to music period then the only thing you should listen to is pop music because it's going to give you what you need out of music but if you're Mm -hmm. trying to listen with some intent you can start hearing all these layers and like it's there's so much technical prowess on this album. He basically plays every instrument and does everything on That's it. That's really cool. And when you start listening to this nice. album, there, it, from everything that I heard this year, nothing touches it in terms of how many different layers are on these songs. And that's kind of why, why I loved it so much. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And Dan, uh, because one of the rules of this is we don't have to have it on vinyl for our album of the year. I know you don't have this, but if you are going to buy it, there is one copy you need to seek out, and that is the Japanese exclusive limited to 250 copies available at Big Love Record Store in Shibuya. Came with an obi, a metal pin, and a lenticular card, and it is very expensive. How much? I'd have to go back on a Discogs, but it is by far the most expensive. Oh, my God. 250 copies. So there's your wax facts on King Cruel's Space Heavy. Last... Piece of the puzzle, Dan. What is the one track you want people to listen to? The, what got me to this album was the song From the Swamp. Mm. That song, it slaps so hard, Chris. I know you would love this song. It's probably the, the most conventional song composition of the album. And when I, that's what was fed to me on the algorithm, and that's what drew me to listen to the entire album. Love the algorithm. I was going to say that's the one song that stood out to me, like the big song on the album. That's from the swap. It's like it's a song of the year for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then, then back it goes. goes. Yeah. Then back it goes. Yeah. Almost forget. 
This is uh, for uh, this is a podcast for record collectors. After all, I want to hear what your best vintage and contemporary pickups of the year were. Okay, so we've already talked about this uh, in a digging, spinning, and gigging episode. Tom, like you have no idea how much it means to me that you helped me complete the Beatles discography. Ah. Hands down, those are the greatest vintage pickups that I've gotten. I know that you got me the cool Japanese pressing of Beatles for sale. But the Australian uh, variant of With the Beatles, I think, is one of their best album covers. Mm -hmm. Just the four faces with the pink with the Beatles uh, font. That that is hands down just the story behind it. You know how hard it is to get the discography here and the true studio release discography Mm -hmm. here. And having you having helped me find those. Yeah, that's that's got to be my my vintage pick for sure. Nice. And then and your contemporary? contemporary, this one's hard. Like I had a really nice, uh, like Alina took me on a, on a record collecting day, you know, a few months ago. That's where I found Pandemonium. Um, and then we also went to a cute uh, like coffee shop record collecting or uh, record, record store. I forget what it's called. Um, but finding Maflar by the Cinematic Orchestra just feels like I may never stumble upon that record ever again and to just like have found it so that is niche. so easily at like nice. this really tiny coffee shop record store. It's not not high notes. No, nah, it was different. It was uh yeah okay. it was near pandemonium. But uh you know that that album definitely has holds a close place to my heart um with the song To Build a Home and uh so to have found that like it just felt like a like a weird moment. So that's my contemporary pick for the year. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Good pickups. Matt, I want to, I, for the listeners who may have picked up on it, our nicknames in this episode were references to what I thought was everyone's albums of the year. I had to guess with Matt because he gave us three shortlists. I had to guess with Dan because he gave us two shortlists. So, Matt, I, let's, let's hear it. Did I get it right or not? You did oh. not, oh. but you were close. Oh. You were okay. very, very close. So the gorillas. I, I thought you asked Matt. Is not so there. My original shortlist, just for the listeners, was came down to five records. So Paramore's latest run, uh, Lana Del Rey, Blink One Eight Two, um, as we just mentioned, Gorillas, and Killer Mike. All like so layered it down to three. It came down to Gorillas, Killer Mike, and Blink One Eight Two. All these I like for very, very different reasons. Uh, well, they're all cut. They all wind up in their own genres, first of all. But the one that just slaps for me the hardest is going to have to go with Blink-182. Oh, oh, what? Okay. I thought wow. you were going Killer Mike. Uh, that, um, I know you. I thought you were going Killer Mike. Of those three, that's really yeah. surprising. So the reason being is like the way that album yes, starts so off. so good. Just Anthem. in a big, big way. Um, it just brings me back. So for me... Uh, and I've mentioned this in the group before. To me, this album kind of picks off where "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" left Agreed. off. Yeah, um, it, it just gives you that good like blink in their prime yeah. feeling, and it just it doesn't stop from there. You go right into "Dance with Me," like just slaps so hard. 
like and and this album for me produced some of my favorite Blink songs of all time. Whoa. On top of all the uh-huh. other really great Blink songs that are out there, that and that to me that's what makes this album special. Is it wasn't just like oh you know they're putting out a new record just to put out new music. Like it's gonna you know it's just for record sales or to bring in some income for the band. Like I really do feel like they really cared about this album. Um, it, it, like it, w- the song in particular, one more time, I think is one of the best songs they've ever ever written, and it's really really simple. Yeah, I, I, it, this album feels like heartfelt. They feel like they're they're immature. Yeah, they're immature. 100%. They're embracing their immaturity, but they're also being mature in in some aspects of it and admitting a mm-hmm. lot of like um, when they're idiots, the faults stuff, of the past, right? and, and they're stuff. just like airing it all out for kind of the world to see. And yeah, yeah I, this was on my short list as well, Matt. When you when it came out, I was excited, but uh, I've been excited for Blink Records in the past. Um, and like, mm. I think it was California was there, was the one, that one I last mm-hmm. actually, I really enjoyed that album. A lot of people didn't. It's a solid album. I really, solid album, and, not taking anything away from it. Yeah. And then, but this, and I was like, no, this is next level. This, this yeah. is jumping. And I really, so I, I'm happy that me and you kind of agreed on that. It, it, it was very close to being on the top of my list as and, well. So thank you for picking this honestly. one. Honestly. Yeah, no problem. I was going to say quite honestly, based on how they sound and everything on the record, it just sounds like they were excited to be playing yes. as Blink-182 again. You can feel it. In, you can For the hear first it. time in a long yeah. time. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, you can hear like, it coming And through. that's the thing with, with some of the latest Blink records. I still enjoy them, but I do feel like some of them are a bit top-heavy and no disrespect because they are they are good bodies of work. But this, to me, feels, like I said, like the most nostalgic Blink album to me in a long time. It feels new, but nostalgic. It was very yeah. nostalgic. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but it had some new elements or some, I guess, immaturity mixed in, which made it feel mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, they're doing their old thing, but in a new way, I guess. Yeah. And it was, a, but it, and it was fast and aggressive too, yeah. which I also really liked. Me too. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, I agree that it's like, if it has that nostalgia, but honestly, listening to this album made me realize Blink is just pure nostalgia for me. And that's it. I didn't like uh, the album. Okay. I didn't really? like it. It's like, I understand, like, it, it's, I 100% agree with your point. It feels like a continuation of Take Off Your Pants, but it just felt too much. It just felt like all of the songs that couldn't make the record on Take Off Your Pants and Jack. I listened to it four mm, times. Good for you. Interesting. And, and nothing, nothing that I heard was like, oh, this feels fresh. This feels new. And I had that same exact thought. Like it just, it just feels like it, they're just doing what they were really good at in the early two thousands. And it's, it's good. Trust me. Like it's Blink One Eighty Two is still, still a great band. But it, for me in particular, it didn't have that like holding power to hey, make that's me fair. Like love it. Because it, every other album that you had there, except for the Killer Mike and the Blink album, were in my top ten as well. Yes. You really threw me, Matt, because I was like, I've, I was like, for sure, it's it, it's either Gorillas yeah. or Killer Mike, like, and I and I know why you would pick either of those. I I it like, was it the nostalgia that that this is took you back the most? Do you so think? So these three albums, and I mean, granted, Blink is the newest of the releases, but these were the three that kind of brought me back that I would listen to the albums, like, and their On entire rotation. yeah body of work, and it's the one that I would say just kept i guess kept me engaged the most like i love the new killer mike album i think it's his best best album he's ever put out there but near the end of it um there's a couple songs there that i'm just like 
they're they're good, they're they're okay, but they're not my favorite, right? Whereas this, I was just like, yeah, I'm on board with this, I'm on board with this. And if I was picking between, like, if I had to make it down to just a short list, I would say the girls would be the second one for me. Um, it would be one A, one B, Blink, and Gorillas, and then Killer Mike. <laughs> okay, all right. R.I.P. Cracker Island. Because yeah. I was gonna say I, yeah. I, I love Cracker Island too. Yeah. It's so so good. You guys came like, out firing I, with that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's, like it's early. That, it's insanely that, good. That that recommendation was like the kick up the ass I needed to be like, oh shit, I got to start yep. thinking. Like these guys are yep. already shortlisting yeah, Feb- albums February, of the yeah. year yeah. in February, and I'm like, and the collaborations to on that album too are incredible. Yes. Same one yeah. on the Killer Mike. He's got some killer features, like Andre 3000's yeah. verse on um, Scientists and Engineers is amazing, and I can't move on before saying his na- new album that just came out. It's really, really good. If you guys haven't listened to it, check it out. I love it. it but again, gotta is, be in the right the Zelda soundtrack. It's so good. The yeah, Andre, it, it is really but, good. I had it on while marking. So good. But we are talking about yes. your album of the year, which is Blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't find a lot of information. I, there was probably the, the thing that stood out to me most about the vinyl with this, which for, uh, is common for modern releases, is there are just a shitload of variants yeah. when new albums are being released. Um, the, the one that was most limited was limited to 5,000 copies. So, like, these guys are, wow. like, big quantities. That was the most limited version I saw. So I don't think you're finding anything that's super rare in what they're doing, but uh, it's just nice to see that bands are, it's a given that a band will release something on board. Yeah, 100%. Do you own it on Final Matt? I do. Of course you got it the day it came out. It does. Of course I just does. ask. <laughs> a silly question. That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, Matt, what's your track? So the track off of this, for me, I, I hate choosing singles, but God damn, if I don't love this song, dance with me. Yep. It's a good one. It's catchy. It's upbeat. It's, I don't know. That song comes on. I, I get jacked up every single time I hear it. This next section is going to be really hard for you, <laughs> but because I presume you have like this spreadsheet with ten thousand items on it, sitting next to him, the vinyls. So he's just that's a good idea. And yeah, you go sort by, and somehow you've got to decide what your favorite vintage and contemporary pickups were for the year. So what have you got? So my favorite vi- vintage, if I'm being completely honest, so both are coming from the same era, going nineties, because I guess you could consider it vintage now, right? Yep. So. Yeah. My, my favorite vintage I'm going with is uh, Amanda Marshall's uh, debut album. That's a big... That's nice. a, you saw a, them live this year. She's, a, yeah, she's, she's having was, a moment, yeah, hey? She is having a yeah. moment. I'm glad that she's back. I'm hoping she does more shows because she put on a hell of a show this year. I really enjoyed it. Definitely up there for one of my favorites of the year. And I just love that Did album. Was, like, I was trying to debate that and uh, another big artist that came at the same time as Shania Twain's... Um, uh, what was the name of her like really really monster album? The woman, the woman, oh. no. the one after that. Mm. I don't, I don't, come, I don't on come on over, come on over. Come on over. Had a brain fart there, and I love that album. It's got a lot of hits, but to me, like 
there's something about that Amanda Marshall record that just speaks to me. And that's why it was my pick. Are they both Canadian? They are. There you go. Nice. Uh, contemporary pick, Matt. And again, like, I don't know. What, how, what, some of these DSG records, you say, like, I picked up 700 <laughs> albums in the last three months. So I don't know how you're singling this out, but please tell us what's, what is so good that it stands out on that huge pile. So for me, I'm, I'm going with uh, DMX, uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. It's an album I've been after for a while. Um, it's a newer pressing. Um, it's not an original. The OGs for that album are like unreal, unreal. And uh, so I was, but even still getting a new pressing of it is not the easiest thing to find either. So um, I, I tracked it down and picked that up. And yeah, that, that's another album that's up there for me. So glad to add it to the collection this year. Sweet. Nice. Sick. Okay. Chris, what is your album right. of the year? Uh, I, I also had a bunch shortlisted. Um, and funny enough, I don't know if, I guess I, one of mine that I, I shortlisted, me and Tom were having a, uh, a conversation about, and it was a, a pretty funny exchange and I'm sure he's going to, he's going to drop that, that into when, wow, he's going to talk about that on, uh, on his <laughs> turn. So I picked mine solely on the, the idea of it's out of my wheelhouse. I didn't expect to like this album at all. And it turned out to be one of the most played albums on my on my Spotify front to back, constantly going, mm. even at the cottage, on canoe trips. And uh, yeah, so I'm going with uh, King uh, Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, I, I hate the, here I just rolling the down name. Tom's face. Petro, Dragonic, <laughs> Apocalypse, and Dawn of the yes. Eternal Night. I was like, the name is Thank ridiculous. You, the name is ridiculous. Do you know what we call it at my house? It's so it, it's so bad good. that yeah. it's good. We call it the dragon album is how it goes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes it's sense. Because there's yeah. a dragon on the front and my daughter will ask to listen to it. And and we just I have this very vivid memory of us. Just my wife was super pregnant at the time. And we're all me, my daughter and my my wife are all just head banging on the dock in the sun to this to witchcraft. Um <laughs> Which is just like amazing. And I was just, as soon as this came up, I was like, well, I went through my Spotify, I started looking and I was like, no, this is simple. It's so, such an easy choice. And it, and it was this one. And again, not in my wheelhouse, something I never thought I'd like. And I was just blasting this start to finish constantly. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you, Chris. I'm surprised. I'm There's surprised. a little tear rolling down Tom's face right now. He's so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. You know that. I hope you do. Chris Palumbo picking a progressive thrash Um, metal album as his pick of the year. Again, and that was the reason why uh, I had some other ones thrown in there. Some Canadian artist, Tim Baker, was was very high. He released an album that is spectacular and more into kind of my everyday wheelhouse. Sam Roberts released an album that I really like. But this one, I was just like, no, this is something that you listen to. This is something you're going to continue listening to and come back to constantly. And I thought it's going to it held the test of time throughout the whole year. It's not just something that I listen to uh, in the moment, but I keep I keep going back to. Must have caught you on a good day. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? It says something about these guys that they can. Uh, like their genre, genre-wise, they're all over the shop, but that they can make 
a thrash it's a thrash metal album and it's it's proggy like it's not even as digestible as infest the rat's nest and people who don't listen to metal like it and their fans who might maybe prefer butterfly 3000 like it which and like i love butterfly 3000 i thought that was one of my favorites as well right I just, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I love that this you pick, Chris. This is my number two pick. Uh, It would surprise no one. I love Infest the Rat's Nest. I was waiting for a follow-up to it. They took that and they expanded on it and, uh, like, they just created this gnarly dystopian environmental mess of of heavy metal. But, like, these guys are are our generation's Grateful Dead. We've talked about Mm -hmm. them, right? Like, they're genre-fluid. They yeah. do these epic marathon live shows. They encourage bootlegging. They have this frenzied cult, the Weirdo Swarm. Like, they're just the coolest band to talk about, whether you like their music or not. They're, they're what collectors yes. love about collecting. Is they're they're just yeah. unique. And this, yeah, and the songs like are long, which again is not something I'm usually dive into. Like you're talking five, the shortest song is four minutes and 36 seconds. And the longest one is nine, n- over nine months. Their first single was yeah. nine minutes. Yeah. The first single yeah. of the album. It's the, yeah. Nine minutes and four, uh, 45 seconds. It's wild. And I listened to every second of it. There was no skipping. <laughs> I was, I was scared to listen to this album because I'm, I, I, really? I'm not, I'm not a big thrash metal guy. And when I saw the first song, nine minutes, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? <laughs> I, I did, I did really enjoy it. I don't know how much kind of staying power it has for me, like how often or when I'll, I'll revisit the album, but I, I did actually really enjoy it for us. I'm not usually listening to stuff like this, but I found myself, I was listening to it in my car, car. driving. And I was like, I was just like, you know, Running into oh, yeah, people. Let's and- go, yeah. <laughs> fit, it must have must have fit my mood at the yeah. time. And, I've seen because I was just we've, looking for we've that. Driven in so. Toronto with Dan. He's a good Toronto driver, so it fits perfectly. <laughs> bad way, to, bad <laughs> day to be on Toronto's yeah. roads when Dan's yeah. listening. To hey, this never been in yeah. an accident. So. Um, well, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't say that. Uh, so the uh, the one thing that jumped out at me because I was doing some research and looking at um, like reviews. And another reason I hate Pitchfork, but, you know, they gave this album a, a 4.5 out of 10. Whoa. Everyone Damn. else gave it, you know, a 70s and 80s. That's, that's the reason yeah, enough to listen to it. Definitely worth the listen. Because they, you know. they don't know what they're talking about. If they give something yeah. a 4, it's like, good. Yeah, so there we go. Matt, what was your take on it? I know this is this yes. is way outside your. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I, I I remember when you guys first messaged us at the beginning, like when it first came out. I shouldn't say at the beginning of the year, but when it first came out, I did listen to it, and again, it was hard, kind of like same thing with Dan. A little bit hard to digest. I don't know how much staying power it would have, but I have gone back and listened to it a second time, and still kind of feel the same way about it. But on its second listen, easier to digest, and I still think Flamethrower is the best okay. song on the album. It is it's a great great track. Matt, um, just for you, I'm going to buy you uh, a variant of this. There's 19 variants of this. No surprise. love the variants. And the one I'm going to buy for Matt is uh, brown and pink propeller effect, which is called <laughs> Horny Pagan. <laughs> That's the one Matt's That's getting it. for Christmas. Nice. That's amazing. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't own this one. We did see it, Tom. I think when we... No, I didn't buy it. I thought you did. Yeah, we saw this in the wild, which I, I was surprised. I didn't see it, but I think the price tag, I was like, it, 
It was probably yeah, 60. It was over my spending limit for yeah. the day and I didn't want to, I was, I wasn't happy with, with the price tag. I haven't seen it below yeah, 60. It was the last, last record I bought in Australia yeah. before I shipped oh, yeah. them here. Oh, what variant did you get? Their, their pressings are just so cool. I got black wax, baby. Oh, classic. classic. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm heading that way. Colored vinyl's too, you know, too, too hip nowadays. You gotta <laughs> go back to the classic. Well, everyone's doing it now, right? <laughs> like every everything yeah. is colored now. What? Colored vinyls, no cool. More, yeah. I don't want colored vinyl. No, but no, but you know what though? Because we had we had this hot take early in yeah. the, in the podcast. It's like two years ago. I was I was very anti colored yeah. vinyl. I Chris was sudden, very like, for it. I oh, loved it. Chris was very for it, and then all of a sudden, I was like, I wanted to collect colored vinyl because of the yeah. collectability. Yeah. And now I'm kind of going back yeah. to black vinyl. So that's a that's a topic that I feel is yeah. very ebbs and flows. Yeah. And we saw the, uh, I shared a Reddit for the listeners. I shared a Reddit thread recently, which was a, an AMA with someone who does quality control in a pressing plant that, that press large quantities of records. And he said, one of the questions was about card V black. He said, no question. Black is a higher yeah. quality product. Yeah. So yeah. don't hate me. That's just, so just for the listeners, I'm selling science. all of my colored vinyl on discogs now. If you guys want to, <laughs> I could trade for the same. That's, Album in black. Uh, Chris, uh, what is the track? I, I like witchcraft. We're going for witchcraft. It's a, it was a fun. It's fun. We sing along and jump around in the house to it. So that it was between that and Supercell, but I'm going with witchcraft. Let's talk about your vintage and contemporary uh, pickups for the year. Contem- or my vintage pickup, uh, I was super stoked to get it. I got into, I went hunting for it constantly. And then randomly one day on the way home from work, traffic was bad and forced me to go buy my local record store. So I was like, let's stop in. And as I walked, yeah, and that as was the I hand walked through the door, fight. it was yeah. sitting in the, the newly... Uh, like newly re- new arrivals, new arrivals. And it was uh, it's Northern Lights Southern Cross because uh, when because nice. when Dan introduced nice. it, I was like yeah, yeah I need this I need this album and I couldn't get my hands on it and multiple rec- I went to record fairs and shows that were kind of around and everyone was like why and I was like D- what do you yeah you I don't see like, it a lot what do you mean why and they're like no 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 you want that one and I'm like no I don't want the brown album like I already have it like. I- I'm like, I'm looking <laughs> for this one. Like, it's like, nah, you did no, why? And then they'd kind of turn, they did this Shut classic up. thing where then they'd start <laughs> arguing with themselves and then I was just kind of left standing there and being like, I, yeah, and I was like, I don't, yeah, so you don't have it, right? And then I'd just leave. But anyway, so it was <laughs> like, no, <laughs> don't. Where at my local, at um, Looney Tunes, he knew I was looking for it and then as soon as I walked in, he just kind of pointed and I was like, yes. Nice. Yeah, That's sick. That's right? the guy for you. Yeah. And then what well, about it has your to be this one because I've uh, we we talk about it so much. We've been in love with it the whole time, and I've been waiting forever to for it to actually be physically in my hands. And Dan finally gave it to me, um, so I'm going with Betty Ray's. Ah, yes. nice. 
Which is also our yes. actual pick for album of the year from yes. all of us as for of, all of time. Completely. Yes, because we... Not not me. That's the, I I love the Betty Ray's album, but no, I don't think I love it as much as the as you three. You I guys, love that album. Boo. I love I love the album, but don't 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 be putting that. It's my favorite well, we of all talk, time. It's right? the, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of okay. right there with you, but okay. I do love the album. It's really good. Is it Betty Ray's and J.D. Yes, Patterson that, combo the, is our favorite? Those album two live year. on my turntable right now. It's just literally going between that and then Gob gets thrown into the mix um, quite a bit, but. Uh, that Betty Ray's album, we talked about it so much this year, so I think it needed to be Phenom- it phenomenal. It needs to be thrown record. out into the mix. It's definitely our That's most awesome. talked about yeah. album of this year. Great pick. That and that in the group chat yeah, and yeah. on the podcast, it's yeah. been brought up a ton. So there we go. All right, Tom, what do you got for us? All right, uh, I'm going to go. My pick of the year is a band that I've always been familiar with, but has never grabbed me. I just I've always loved their name, but never loved their music enough to like dive in, head, like jump into the deep end, uh, going with Frankie and the Witch Fingers, Data Doom. I think this is their best album they've ever released. I've, I went back and listened to some other works after listening to this. I, I, I think this this is their seventh. These guys are from L.A., based in L.A., they're from Indiana. This is a, a we love a concept album on the pod. This is a concept album, Digital Dystopia, it's it's just rapid. It hits you in the chest. It hits you in the guts. It makes you want to dance, but it makes you want to headbang at the same time. It's like simultaneously heavy as fuck and groovy as hell. I just and it's all over the map in terms of influences. Like I heard punk, proto, avant garde, jazz, like Zam rock, Afro beat. I was listening to Fella Cootie earlier this year, and then. Frankie and the Witch Fingers comes on and I'm like, these guys are fellow Cootie fans. I know it. Like, they, I think they tapped every range of their influence to, to make this album. It's self-produced. They did what they wanted, not what a label wanted. And I just, it's, a, it's all killer, no filler for me. And they're live, watched some live stuff of them. I'm determined to see them live. They look like just a ball of energy. So, uh, yeah, that's I'm all in on this album. I've listened to it on repeat since it came out in September. And this is the album that Chris messaged me. He sent me a track from this, said, this is fire. And I was like <laughs> tiptoeing around the fact that it was, it was after I'd told you guys this was, that I had chosen my album of the year. He sends me that and then he's like, yo, I think this is on my shortlist. I was like, yeah, do you know what? This I, actually, this is my I pick. knew the second so, I heard it, like... When I sent it to you, I just finished listening to the whole album because a, a friend of ours sent it to me and was like, I can't, what was the, I can't remember the exact words. He, Emp- yeah, he's oh, like this melts text, yeah, or yeah. this, yeah. This is face melting, I think is the exact words. And I put it yeah. on and then I played it, I think the whole album three times through right away. And I was like, Tom's going to love this. And I sent it to, I was like, this is right up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hurry, it's on the list, buddy. It's on the list. And that track, Empire that kicks it off, that took me back to the first time I heard 21st Century Schizoid Man. Like, that took me back to the first time I heard King's, King Crimson, which, like, rocked me when I was like, these guys are a rock band with horns. I was like, like, it took me straight back there. And uh, as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah. I'm going to love this album. Yeah. They're all over the map. It's, it's a great, great album. So this, this uh, I, I felt the same way about it as I did the... The King Giz album. I mean, it's 
I, I feel like, uh, you know, every time we have this episode, we just, we can really see like where all of our taste comes from. And yeah. Hell yeah. Like I, like the all killer, no filler. Yeah. I definitely got that from the album. And I actually, I think I like this one better than the King Giz album because it had, it just kind of spread, Time. it spread through a few more it genres. It definitely does. Yeah. Um, but again, like, I don't know how much staying power it has for me. I, I understand that there's like a few genres in it, but you're going to hate me for saying this, but I just felt like the album was a little bit one dimensional. Wow. It just, it just, I, it, just I t- it always just hit at the same note the entire time. It, it definitely does. And I, I'm, I mean, this may be diving too deep into it. I think it's intentional. It's a concept album. And I think that's the data ah. doom. Like it's incessant. That's fine. It's incessant. If that's a concept. That's fine. And- just it. I, to- I totally yeah. get what you're saying, though. I, I, it does hit the same every track. Yeah. Lyrically, I love it. I mean, it, it just taps a bunch of bands that I love. So that's that. That's why it's it hit and stick for me. Yeah, but to, but to be clear, I, I liked it. I mean, it's it's obvious that that mm-hmm. it's they're they're a tight band, and and what I was listening to, I I enjoyed pretty much every minute that I was listening. Nice. Yeah. Matt, how did you take Dan it? Dan basically took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt the exact same way. The, the exact same way. I have. I really have nothing yeah. else to add here. <laughs> but I, I well, will. Say, I, want, and, and I know Dan said the same thing. I did enjoy this more than the Kid Get Giz album as interesting. well. Interesting. It was a little easier it to was. digest. I, I think Dan's Dan's point about our uh, our influences is so spot yeah. on. I've yeah, never thought of it that way. But like, when you listen to this, you're like, oh, Tom. Tom's into heavy metal. But you listen to do you listen to Cruel? Yeah. You're like Dan's into jazz. Uh, the Chris yes. is the one that's thrown it off. Right. Chris, Chris, we've like, said this before. Yeah, Chris, Chris is the wild card. Uh, yeah, he's the, uh, uh, yeah, Chris is the wild card. And then Matt, it was going to be, it was going to be pop yeah. punk or, or hip hop. Yeah, it has to. It's yeah. like, but yeah, yeah. It, it, has it normally to ends up in one of so those two. If you guys want to buy me, I've ordered this actually from Sonic Boom. Shout out to Sonic Boom. I've ordered this record. But if you guys want to buy me a really nice present. The sought-after copy of this is the UK exclusive, hand-numbered, limited to 500 copies, and comes with a seven-inch flexi disc with a bonus nice. track. So, let's uh, just check that Tom, on your list. Tom, for I'll, Christmas. I'll buy that for you if you buy me that space-heavy record. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I have a feeling that one's a little more exclusive. <laughs> uh, Track for me is a pretty simple. It's it's Empire. I, I hate just picking the the lead in track, but it's the it best. It works song so on the well album. to start that album. It set, it yeah. sets the tone. Yeah, like when the album started, I was like, yeah, okay, this. It's gonna I know be where fun. I'm going. I, I like, I know I like what journey you're taking I like me where on. It's going. Yeah. Best vintage and contemporary picks for me. Uh, start off with my contemporary. I don't have this yet, but it's a pre-order. It will arrive before this episode airs. It is a compilation album from Suitcase Records, which is the pressing plant which opened in Brisbane in the last couple of years. First pressing plant Brisbane has had 
in 30 years, and this is their first compilation release called Suitcase Showcase Volume 1. They're going to do one of these every year. It's fan-voted from the list of independent artists whose records they pressed in that calendar year or in the 12 months lead up to it. Uh, So it's 10 tracks from independent artists pressed by Suitcase as voted by the fans. I voted in it. Uh, They're going to send some other, I think, a T-shirt and some coasters from their the test pressings they do have a suitcase record sticker oh, cool. label and they they cut those out uh they they regrind the vinyl they cut the stickers out and turn them into coasters so that's coming with it it's going to be a cool little piece of memorabilia i also own the first uh the album the first album they ever pressed as a record plant just as a brisbane music scene guy i think uh, it's important to have in my collection nice. that's cool. do we know any of the albums on there do we know who's that's on there? my no, you okay. wouldn't. I don't think you'd know any yeah. of them. I know a few of them. Okay. I don't. You guys wouldn't know any of them, and some of them will be a surprise to me. So I'm excited it to get like it in my hands. Big shiny tunes back in the day, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my vintage pickup for the year is not music. It is a record, but it is not music. So uh, this is the most precious record in my collection. This is. Uh, I guess it was called, it's ambient, it's art, it's a piece of art. So this is, I picked this up when I was in New Zealand before we moved to Canada. Um, it was at my mum's place. This is from my late uncle, Julian Dashber, who is considered one of New Zealand's most consistent and challenging contemporary artists. Um, he was a Fulbright scholarship holder. Um, you know, he did residencies in the US. He's, he, he was, uh, uh, challenging artist and he did things that were all over the map from oils to vinyl records and um this is a seven inch clear seven inch that was pressed on a label that he founded with another one of his artist friends it's called dear leo uh it is that's that's the record that's cool the label is called circle circle records is the label that he founded uh, with one of his Australian artist friends, they used that to imprint to release a bunch of ambient noise art. Um, I spoke to my aunt, his partner, about this uh, before the recording to get a bit more background, um, and she said basically Julian's recordings were usually ambient sound recorded in sites that were important to him or had latent meaning. So some examples of that, um, he, he recorded uh, at the site of Jackson Pollock's death and he recorded in front of, uh, in a gallery setting in front of uh, Pollock's Blue Poles, and that sound of people experiencing that art, that's an example of this. Dear Leo is uh, two phone calls from New Zealand to the New York galleries of Leo Castelli, who's an art dealer. It's just the answering machine from those those two galleries. And uh, it's it's basically the idea of like a ringing phone, an unanswered phone, and and phone reaching across time and space from New Zealand to New York. So that that's that's my uh, that will probably for all time be my best vintage pickup. It's really obviously important to me for reasons that are that it's not to do with the music or the art. But yeah, that's yeah, it's a, very cool, Tom. Yeah, nice, really uh, cool, piece. cool piece and. Uh, not, the listeners won't see it, but there's my uncle when he was a struggling artist driving taxis to pay oh, the rent. Right on. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, great piece. Um, yeah, that's my. That's me. That's and it. that's us. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's us. 
That is a wrap on 2023. Once again, just want to thank everyone for coming with us on uh, these great digs we've had all year. Dan, you want to say something? I just, before we sign off, I just want to give a shout out to a couple albums that may not have been on anyone's on uh, of our list. Just want to make sure people give these guys a shot. Uh, Spirits by the Circling Suns, Yard by Slow Pulp, uh, Norm by Andy Schauf, uh, the record by Boy Genius. We didn't really talk about that. I thought that was one of the better albums this year. And then Fly or Die, Fly or Die, Fly or Die, World War by Jamie Branch. Big story behind that artist, big album that they put out posthumously. Those are all of my shortlist this year. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Thanks to everyone for all your support throughout the year. It's been another awesome year on the pod. We love sharing this uh, passion for record collecting and your passion for music. Fan or hate mail can be sent to createxpectationspod at gmail.com. Can you get in touch with us on Instagram? Make sure you like and subscribe. And until next year, keep digging and spinning. Season three, boys. The Groovy Guys are Tom Kennedy, Dan Lozier, Chris Palumbo, and Matt Carvalho. With your host, Tom Kennedy. Music by Dan Lozier, post-production by Matt, and album art by Chris. Chris.